Stephen Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butala. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about getting sidetracked with useless side projects. I wrote this title, <laughs> I'm the king of this. And I bet everybody who's listening to this is going, sitting around looking going, you know, I could be like 50% more efficient if I just didn't uh, have an Xbox <laughs> or something. What's your thing? Yours is not Xbox. I want to hear what your thing is first. Mine is, uh, you know what my big problem is? And we'll we'll get into this. Starting new projects. New companies. You know, if you've ever driven, uh, you know, driven down a country road and you're looking around, you look over to the right and you see like the coolest car there ever was on blocks that somebody had this great idea to renovate. Maybe they got it from their grandmother. They bought it out out of the back in the classified, you know. They bought a 63 Stingray for $20, you know, $25. It's got a tarp over it and it's and it's just been sitting there because it's an unfinished project. That's how I am with companies. <laughs> I have, I don't know, probably 400 .coms and they're all good ones. They're not stupid ones. They're like two syllable companies waiting to happen. And there's one of them in there, you know, that's a billion dollar company. There you go. So <laughs> You just, you know, I and a lot of them get developed, but then we don't market them. It's really easy for me to sit back and, <laughs> and, and point out this about you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, and I'm having a hard time uh, deciding what mine is. So well, I know, I'm sure you know. You're having a difficult time deciding what you get distracted by? What do I get distracted by? Joe, that's just shocking. <laughs> is it everything? What do, are you having trouble too? You know what goes on with Jill? You know, let's actually take the question. This is the sh- actual show. Okay. I will tell you exactly what Jill does, goes on with her. <laughs> Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the houseacademy.com online community. It's free. John asks, has anyone ever heard of ancestral domain when buying a property? An out-of-state seller is agreeing to sell his property, but shares with me that years ago he thought about selling the property, but a realtor said the property had ancestral domain. A family or Native American group claims they have rights to use the property, but he's the only name on the deed. The county clerk says he's the only name on the deed, and he can sell the property if he wishes. Is this ancestral domain something to be concerned about? I gotta say my first. Can't make this stuff up. I like my first. I couldn't make this question up if I wanted to. Wait, does it come with a curse? <laughs> That's my <what I> wonder. <laughs> like, did the Native Americans bless the land, and if you sell it, is something evil going to happen? I'm gonna tell a story. Go ahead. Some of you who follow Jill and I, or uh, have been with us for quite some time, know that I built our land company. This is House Academy, so. But the land company, I built it a lot of years ago by going, this is before the uh, internet really kicked in, by going to auctions that were held by municipalities all over the country, like physically go there. So I go to this auction one time in northern New Mexico, and it, where everybody's there, it's early in the morning, it's usually the same people, and this guy stands up before the auctioneer starts and says, all of you should be ashamed of yourselves in this room. This land is all owned by Mexico, and he starts citing these treaties and all this stuff. So if you know your American history, you know, all of California, New Mexico, Arizona, the whole western part of the country was at one point 
owned by Spain, just like Mexico. And so through uh, conflict, uh, I'm not here Wars. to judge, through some serious conflict, yeah. that part of the country was, uh, you know, the, it's now part of the United States. Most of the parts of the country back east were either purchased, like Alaska was purchased from Russia, um, and I don't want to get into all that, but you know, it's some it wasn't so polite. Like uh, Hawaii has a very interesting acquisition story to it, um, as does a lot of the French area. Welcome to History 101 <laughs> by Stephen today. This is what this is. You know, if you really want to get down to it, you know, no. Native American tribes really, really own all this land. Period. Jill's a, yeah, Jill's you want to get technical? Jill's you owe me. <laughs> Oh, me and my people. <laughs> so this business of ancestral domain um, and all the bajillions of deals I've ever done, it's never come up in the chain of title. So, uh, but it's a great, interesting philosophical question. How funny it is that it scared somebody off a while back. And what realtor well, would bring what, yeah, that up? That's, um, that's the funniest part. It's not going to be whatever claim that anyone has to any property is before it got homesteaded. If it's, it's got an APN, it's it's uh, you're good. It's like saying, it's beautiful, this house is great, I'm sure you're gonna live here happily ever after. You do know it's haunted, right? <laughs> you know, and the, in our moderator on landinvestors.com, Kevin Farrell, who's part of the investors group, told this big, long story at our live event about buying property where the, it was just vigilante justice in an environment where yeah. There's a group of neighbors that just didn't want anybody to use it. So this young couple with a baby buys the property and figures it out. They figured the whole thing out, how to get in there and get out of there. And they like the, all the guns way. eventually went away. Maybe it was I, an amazing I don't story. They built a tunnel, but. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture these young, you know, millennial kids with a with a baby just dealing with, <laughs> dealing with you know. Men on horses with machine guns. <laughs> Every time they went to the grocery store. <laughs> There's no real root in this. That's the answer. But I think in this case, I'd probably get title insurance. It's a good story, though. Yeah, I like it. It's good for the talk Didn't show. pop up in the title insurance. We're good to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today's topic, getting sidetracked with useless side projects. This is why you're listening. I just got uselessly sidetracked with a dumb story that I had to share. And then I had to tell a second story. This is what I'm talking about. This is what this show's about. We're supposed to be talking about the topic, and we don't. Okay. Well, I have to admit, I do have that problem. That's true. Is that the one you're going to say about me? Go ahead and let's get it out there. Here's Jill's thing. Jill is very diligent. She's the hardest working person I've ever worked with. And I'm talking about all through my accounting years and public, uh, public accounting and... Um, and commercial real estate. I've never met anyone who works harder than Jill. Thank Does you. Does she work on the right stuff all the time? Not so much. And so <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard Jill talk to, this is a, a lot of years ago, not so much this now, but Jill will talk to a, a, a seller for two hours on a piece of $500 property and then and she pretty much knows they're not going to sell it anyway. <laughs> Might have been a good conversation. All right. <laughs> I have to admit you're correct. That's that's probably my flaw here with this. It's sometimes it's not so much a useless side project, but it's I wasn't, that I wasn't done. There's, oh, there's excuse other me. things. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
by all means, point out more of my flaws because this is fun. It just takes, you know what it is, Jill? It's a. Uh, I'm, is, I'm, I'm not hear. criticizing no, you. It's just, hear, it's just a fact. Uh, it just takes you a long time to do some stuff that I just don't think. It's, I think it's below you. I think there's, you could probably delegate probably 80% of what you do. Like, there's a lot of times you actually go into the office. We're wrapping up 2019 here. So, Joe and I are, are really like, what can we do better than 2020? We're looking at all the stuff on our to do lists and we're asking ourselves, like, do we really want to do this? Is it is it really a massive source of income for us? Because there's some stuff we do that just is so profitable, it's crazy. And some others like startup type stuff, usually because of me, that just it it's, that takes a lot of time and a lot of staff, and it's it's probably never going to make a dollar. Right. So I think your version of that is there's some stuff that I think you enjoy doing that's ridiculously profitless. But I enjoy doing it. <laughs> that's the problem. Right. Anyway, now I'm done. Thank you. I was going to give some examples, too, of things that I've seen with some of our members. So you can also be aware of this and make sure you're this whole show is about being smart with your time because there's that's one thing we can't get back. And there's there's a you know, there's a lot of money out there, but there's not a lot of time out there. So you really have to be diligent. I've watched people get sidetracked for hours, days, weeks on things like learning a new product like a CRM. Yes, this is valuable. This is important. Uh, you get so many deals going, and a spreadsheet just doesn't work. We all know that. So, and there's no one solution to. I'm really here to tell you this. We talked about this in great detail at our last live event. Mm -hmm. Some people like Podio. Some people like Airtable. Some people like I can't think of the one I'm thinking of right now. The one Luke's using, but there are many different Jura. versions. That's it, Jura. Uh, CRMs out there and ways to manage your your buyers, your sellers, your properties as you're working through the system. And you could get lost for a week just picking one and talking to different companies to find the right one, let alone purchasing it, uploading all your information, making it pretty. Don't get bogged down. Second thing I've noticed is people getting distracted with new versions of social media. One that's in our world right now that I'm not gonna go down that path because I, I hope I, I may be wrong, I'll say it right now, but I do not see the value of it because I'm not 19 and knee and love karaoke. It's uh, tick, TikTok. Yeah. And things pop up. I am a huge fan of having your ear to the ground and keeping an eye on things that are coming up like I know that there's some things that LinkedIn is working on. We all know things that Facebook is working on that are around the corner we all need to pay attention to. Don't go down the rabbit hole though and spend hours, days, weeks not be working on your company because you're busy you know, perfecting your social media presence. The third thing I've noticed is, this is the, this is the, I think the biggest one that we're, I think everyone listening right now can say, yep, I've done this, <laughs> which is wasting time reviewing a completely different property type or location or something that somebody told you about or a seller served up. Yeah, I call it the brother-in-law deal. Yep. My brother-in-law has this deal and he's it's in Tennessee and it's land. So obviously you're, you're gonna buy it because you guys are in land. And uh, it's been listed for a long, shut up. Just shut up right there. 
my just you know what buy the person a beer it's going to be way cheaper in the end and just say let's talk about um my sister do you know what i've done in this situation i tell people to email the stuff to my team and they usually don't because i kept having this happen well we both do all the time and the last time for me was at a funeral I'm like, really? They, they're all excited to talk to me because they know what I what I do, and they have this property that they just can't sell. No kidding. So they're asking too much, and they don't know what they're doing. But they're like, and I'm like, just why don't you email my team? And then if you put that on them, by the way, then it usually doesn't happen. But it's very easy to get in this situation, the brother-in-law deal, use it because, as we have suggested, when people are calling you back and they've got your offer and you're you're asking, you're talking about their property, I want you to say what else do you have because maybe they own six other parcels in that same subdivision or that same area that same county those are worth your time what you don't want to do is i know this i have this one three states over my dad i think wants to sell whatever it is it's a whole different property type something you know nothing about and you could quickly get drugged down just trying to research that property and, and usually, too, by the way, they don't know what they want to sell it for. So here you go. You're, you're chasing a new property in a new county you know nothing about, trying to figure out what to, to make an offer for. Those usually don't work out. I had a neighbor. Uh, we have a neighbor that came over and he's told this story a few times, depending on who's here, about this deal that he was presented to him as a land deal. Very urban for commercial piece of property. And uh, he passed on it. And long story short, you know, if he would have stayed involved in it, it would have been, made him like tens of millions of dollars pr- pretty quickly. The guys that did do the deal. So, you know what? You can't kick yourself about that. Would you rather just build a system like we all have? So don't worry about those brother-in-law deals. You know, every deal we ha- every single deal Jill and I do, we leave money on the table. Every single one. It's part of our business model. That drives people. A lot of people would just drives them nuts. So are you, is, are you done through your list? I am. Every single live event that we have, this is really the meat of it. I reserve a little spot for staying organized. And this is here's a different version of that little speech. You need Microsoft 365 or some version of it. I don't know any other version other than specifically Microsoft 365 that works the way that that, that does. Everybody has a calendar. Everybody has a login. You, it has a file storage system. And so what I do, what's in my calendar, you know, I can set appointments with uh, to do things for myself. I can set a meeting with Jill. She can accept it or not accept it. I can do it two years from now. Every single morning I have, at eight o'clock in the morning, I have something called housekeeping, five, seven days a week. And there's a list of things that I have to do at 8.05. And one is clean out my email box. And I mean clean it out to the point where there's nothing in it. I mean nothing. And it goes somewhere in my schedule. If somebody asks me a question, I'm gonna and I can't immediately answer it. I put it in my calendar it's, uh, in a, an available slot for that week or that day or whatever. Um, there's a, some bills that get paid and a bunch of housekeeping type stuff that takes me about 15 minutes to a half hour. I check all of our financial numbers for all the nine companies that we have, the functioning ones with money. Um, I, there's a few th- back end things that I look at from a, like for example, we own a company called Offers to Owners. I check the back end numbers on that to make sure that the orders are being filled and there's a few things. So there's little housekeeping things. It's amazing what you can get done if stuff's in your calendar. What I also have in the calendar is horse around time. It's, that's what it's called. When does that start? 
<laughs> I want to be around for that. What time is that one? Why am I not invited on that? <laughs> you are. You just don't know it. Oh, oh. So if you look at my calendar, for a lot of people, I think they would look at it and say, you're, you're mentally ill. Like, there's no way. Jill, this, I think this drives you nuts. A little bit. Like, and stuff doesn't start at 10.05 for me. If it's in the calendar at 10 o'clock, like this show, for example, recording this show, it starts at 10. Drives him a little bit it nuts. Be, it better start early, actually. I am definitely the yang to his ying. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we can get like 92 shows done every 20 minutes. Why we have, you know, Thursday webinars and, and, and actually look pretty chilled about it. So you got to stay organized like that. And then the 365 pieces you can integrate. It's a, it is a, Outlook itself is all integrated. So that is actually what I use from a CRM standpoint. We use Airtable to actually do real estate deals because it's easy and it's similar to a spreadsheet. So when you really sit down and, and you know, we're coming up on 2000, in January 2020 here, this is a good time to really get Microsoft 365. I think it's like $10 a month or some crazy thing per, per user. It's invaluable. I don't know how we would run this company without it. I'm done. Speaking of getting sidetracked. <laughs> seriously bored just now. I'm just kidding. That was very valuable and I appreciate that. <laughs> My God, see? See the placation? Happy you could join us today. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can find us on the Land Academy Show. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're right here on the House Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is your fire is burning. And at some point, it will go out. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. What the hell does he mean by what that? What is that? That's a scary topic. Here's what it is. Stephen, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> Jill, <laughs> we have to talk. Everybody thinks, especially young people, that stuff's going to go on forever. This, energy, this entrepreneurial energy that you have, this interest in real estate or whatever, and starting new companies or whatever it is, it's just going to go on forever. You know what? It's not. Little pieces of you get taken away as you go through life. This is depressing. It's the most positive thing there ever was. Oh my gosh. Okay. It sounds like you're, well, when you're done with us, you're going to be a little ball of this. Because <laughs> <laughs> little pieces get taken away every day. <laughs> Let's end it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> the House Academy show remains commercial free for you, our loyal listener. Wherever you're listening or wherever you're watching, please subscribe and rate us there. We are Stephen Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property. <laughs>